What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. And Joe. And Katie. And we are back with another episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our last episode entitled, Do Artists Have an Obligation to Create Conscious Art with our friend David Yancey III? You ain't heard that, you ain't check it out. We had a great time with him. Make sure you hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast, instagram.com slash talkitoutpodcast, and twitter.com slash talkitoutpod. Use the hashtag talkitoutpod for a retweet. This episode, again, was brought to you by CBD Pure. We will leave the link in the description. CBD is amazing, great for anxiety for me because I get I get anxious sometimes. It's it's a really great product. Go to the link in our description box. Just click on it. You ain't gotta buy nothing. Read up onto it and uh, let us know what you think if you do purchase it. CBD Pure. All right, guys, let's get right into this episode today. We're gonna be talking about controversial things because that's what we do. First thing we're gonna talk about is. The bill passed uh, a couple of weeks ago in New York that uh, legalized, well, it was already legal, but it kind of um, expanded protections for women to be able to have late-term abortions if the woman's life was at risk uh, or and or the, the fetus was not viable. Okay, so... There's been a lot of debate, a lot of a lot of articles, a lot of Facebook posts, a lot of memes, a lot of tears. Uh for my ladies, what do y'all think about the bill, first of all? And then we'll talk a little bit more about um why do we think the reaction was so intense. So I just want you to explain it. I I read it, but I can't explain it. Okay, so this is what it says. It removes abortion from the criminal code and places it entirely within the realm of public health law. Performing a late-term abortion had previously been a felony in New York. And it had a chilling effect on doctors in New York who were reluctant to provide abortions after 24 weeks, even when the mother's life was in danger. So now it removed the criminal anything and it's more such a public health thing. Okay. Cause that's the part where I was confused about like it, they can have an abortion if they're not in danger physically, or if their child is not, uh, if it wasn't a medical problem, can, can they still have an abortion? No, they can't. Okay, good. That's what, okay. That's what I was concerned about because at twenty four weeks, that's kind of pushing the envelope, right? He, but he, yeah, but that that's what that's where all the confusion has been. Like you would get on, I would get on Facebook, and folks would just say, "New York just made it legal to have a third trimester abortion," and everybody, whoa, 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 whoa. Lord, <laughs> the Lord is coming back. The Lord is coming back. You didn't even read the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe this is where they're kind of like going with that because it says in what's considered to be a companion case, Doe versus Bolton, as opposed to the Roe versus Wade, the U.S. Supreme Court held that medical judgment 
may be exercised in the light of all factors, physical, emotional, psychology, or psychological, and the woman's age. So truly, what, what it's saying is that it's not up to us to make that medical decision for that person. It is up to the mother and the doctor in order to have that medical decision done. So maybe that's the reason why people are so crazy about it, because they feel like, oh, well, if this is something that could psych you know, psychologically hurt the person or pain that person, then they could have an abortion with that. Yeah, that's true. But guess what? That's none of your freaking business. That's the thing. And here's the thing also, because I mean, that's kind of that's kind of within it. But if somebody if the mother or somebody or somebody in the family wants to make a case, they can go to court about it because the law says the mother's health has, you know, that can be debated on or whatever. But again, like you said, it's really not any of our business. I think it's great that, that they have that thing in there because I I would hope if a mother's life was at risk, it's not just like, okay, the mama got to die because we can't perform this abortion or something like that. Or the mother would have to carry the baby to term even though it's going to be a stillborn baby or it's going to be as soon as it gets born, it's going to die. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, and I think a lot of people too, when they think of abortion because of all these scare tactics that they think abortion is, oh, we're going to get give a live baby. A live baby is going to come out and uh, it's going to scream and yell and then we're going to murder it. Like that's not an abortion. That's not how it works at all. Uh, modern abortion techniques do not result in live birth at all. So that that's not something that, um, you know, that's going to happen. I mean, I get what you're saying. First of all, you know, I'm pro-life. I believe a woman should be able to do what she wants with her, with her body. That's fine. However, I'm confused because the whole 24 weeks thing, unless it's an emergency medically for the mother or for the child, I don't see the purpose of New York potentially expanding in that. And you said something about live birth. And it's just, I don't know, it's just confused. This is confusing me. And I don't know. Am I the only one that's confused? Which what part which part is confusing you? Okay, so they can or cannot have an abortion if it is not medically related after 24 weeks. They cannot. Wonderful. Who then what was what were you talking about, KT, about the live abortion? I'm saying so even though they say they cannot, Joy, what we mm-hmm. determine is medical or deemed medical is not our decision to make it, based on the bill. Based on the bill, it says that it's up to the provider, so up to the doctor and the woman to determine what is medically viable or, or um, oh no, de- yeah, decision for them to make together. So if this is something that is psychologically hurting that person, if this is something that's physically hurting that person, emotionally hurting that person, then it's their decision to make that decision in regards to the abortion. Now, when I say live birth what i'm saying is that an abortion is not a baby comes out of of the vaginal canal 
and uh, we take a, a gun and shoot it in the head. Because when people think of abortion, their thought is murder. They think that we're taking it and slitting its throat and doing all types of horrible things to the child. That's not what happens. And an abortion, it's I've all seen, internal. I've, I've seen an so, abortion video. I, I know what happens. Yeah, exactly. Hey. So that's what I was talking so, about. This isn't like a live birth that's happening. It's it's something that we're not we're not pulling the baby out and killing it that way is what I'm saying. But it is, first of all, okay, well, you know, the only problem I would have with this, let me just stick to the topic at hand. I'm not even going to say anything about that. But the only thing that I would have a problem with is that the law does not seem specific enough for me. Okay. Like a medical emergency is deemed by the woman or her doctor. How, first of all, if the woman is not a doctor, how is she able to deem it a medical emergency? As far as I'm concerned, a medical emergency is only physical. That it's not mental or spiritual or whatever you want to say. It's purely, if we're talking about medical within the law now, medically dealing with abortion, it should only be considered physical medical health. Right, but that's me. That right, that's your opinion. As far as the law goes, that's not what the law says. Like I said, and that's where I have a problem because that's what I have a problem with. It should twenty four weeks, and all of a sudden, at twenty four weeks now, you're. So let's just say a person is dealing with depression or something. At 24 weeks, you're pregnant and you're, you have severe depression. And now you're saying, oh, this baby is making me want to kill myself. And so you decide you want an abortion? Yeah, that's a medical emergency. Wanting to kill that's yourself not a med- is a medical I, emergency. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. <laughs> medical. That's an opinion. Wait, I kind of I agree. No, no, no. I agree with with Joy. Hold on a second. I'm I'm offended in this. I am offended about uh, oh offended about this. What? I'm saying that this this is I'm not even talking about abortion in this sense. I'm talking about if someone is depressed, you're telling me them not wanting to kill themselves or them attempting any type of suicidal thoughts or having suicidal thoughts isn't a medical emergency? Is that what you are saying? Is that what no, you're no, saying? No, no, right no. What I'm saying, that's a medical emergency by itself. Yes, of course. However, when you're pregnant, in terms of getting an abortion, that should not be constitute as a medical emergency simply because, first of all, a woman... Unless she was just diagnosed with depression because of the baby, you know, postpartum or or depression because I'm sure it happens depression because of pregnancy. I can mm-hmm. I, that those are uh, grayer areas. But if you know you are a depressed person, if you know you are mentally um uh that you have a mental illness, then there are steps to take if you are cons- before 24 weeks. Mm-hmm. If you are pregnant, that's I that's that's my thing too. Now, when you're thinking about when thinking about it, it's like 
it's not like this is like this is month five or month four and they're like okay yeah this this ain't gonna work or whatever this is like the baby the baby you get like a month or two left before the baby finna pop out like you if if this is something you're dealing with or whatever then i feel like that should have been addressed beforehand there's there's a time for it you know but I do think that might open up a can of worms. That now I'm all for it the last trimester if the woman's health is at risk or like physical health like she's going to die and the baby is unviable. But I yeah. I feel like that will open up a can of worms because you will sometimes get people that say cuz we know you you can doctor shop and you can get, you can pay doctors to do whatever you want to say that you didn't want I don't want this baby because of psychologically and it could have just been for whatever reason not that it's going to happen a lot of times but they do need to put something I think specifically up in there or have something some type of mental they need to do something more than just say psychologically you know Okay, so I think that you guys are overstepping your boundaries. If I'm, if I'm honest, these this is not your body okay, that we're we, talking about. This is our, these are not our your opinion. bodies that this we're talking about. So, so we, Gabby, so you, Gabby, you never want to get pregnant to begin with. So let I mean, if we're, okay, I'm just not, saying, I'm saying that I think that you guys are overstepping your boundaries to decide what is okay for women to do to their bodies and what is not okay for women to do to their bodies. I don't think it's our decision. We're not here to decide. We're not freaking doctors. We're just telling our opinion on on a, on a show, exactly. right? We're not doctors. We don't know anything about these people's health. And on top of that, must I say, on top of that, we want to talk about, like, what if this person all of a sudden is depressed? Depression doesn't work like that, okay? And you're right. They should have decided beforehand to do it. But not everyone has access to care. So if we want to talk about that, then we definitely can. But I think that you guys are overstepping your boundaries to decide what is okay for these people. Now, if we're talking about the law, if we're talking about the law, the law says in Doe versus Bolton, medical judgment may be exercised in the light of all factors. Physical, emotional, psychological and woman's age relevant to the well-being of the patient. All these factors may relate to health. This allows the attending physician the room he needs to make his best medical judgment. So it's not like women are going to be able to pop up in there and be like, okay, well, I'm depressed. No, that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is that this medical physician has been with that person for for an extended period of time and can see that they are in physical, emotional, um, uh, all types of distress, and then they can make that medical judgment. So what you said is it allows the doctor to make a um, decision from a medical standpoint. That's correct, medical. So, but you, you from a but you said physically. It says physical, emotional, psychological, and a woman's age. Now so it does. First of all, so let me just say this: the loophole with that is, if I'm a doctor. Like my mom, my mom's, she still goes to the doctor who gave birth to me. So wow. if I go to her and I say, hey, I need it. I'm 24 weeks and I need an abortion right now as soon as possible. And she's like, wow, what's happening? What's wrong? And I tell her, I'm 
emotionally I'm not ready for this. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it's making me it's making me sad. Um, what if I say I'm depressed? That's because it's up to the patient as well, correct? Uh, all it says is medical judgment may be exercised in the light of all those factors. And so it says it's that a, it's up to the attending physician. It's According up to the to attending you, physician. Okay. It's up to me and the doctor. If I say I'm depressed I, and it, it's literally making me sad, you know, because it does happen. Some, I've seen a, a, a cousin of mine literally like she was, she, her whole attitude just changed. And she worked through that, thank God. But um, if it was me and I went to this family doctor, she knows me. She's close with my my mother. She she uh, she's known me since she gave birth to me. She, you know what I mean? So now she's invested emotionally. So if I say I feel like killing myself, she has not met the the physically almost their child inside of my body yet. So that is not her concern. Her concern is the live person that is standing in front of her, the quote unquote live person, should I say. Because at 24 weeks, the baby is no longer just a fetus. It's a baby. So when she's concerned about me and my emotional health, she's going to say, oh, okay. Well, this, this is how we need to word this in order to help you um, get what you want. That's not that's not appropriate to me. If it's not medical, what if if it's not physically medical? Because mental illness and mental uh, mental and spiritual that of course that's medical. I get that. And I understand that. I'm not debating that fact. What I'm saying is those two factors should not have anything to do with abortion. I think it does. And at first, the first and some of the second trimester, because at that point, it's just a clump of cells. But by the third, like people have people deliver babies. Like it's a baby. Like and if and if it's not like somebody finna die, then you just get, you just, it's just, it, you had, you had your chance. That's your chance, and now it's gone. All right, let me give you guys some facts, because I guess you guys are thinking that everyone out here is going to be doing these abortions no, after I 43 weeks, right? No, that's not the but point. But the it's CDC has actually noted, the CDC has actually noted that between 2006 and 2015, less than 9% of abortions were performed after 13 weeks. Less than 9%, guys. It's not like people are out here having abortions every day because guess what? Laws are so strict about women's bodies. Um, there are tons of states that even stop it at the 12 weeks and the 20 weeks, and you can't do it anything after that. Now, do I, again, yes, this is our, our opinions, but I think for you, I think it's interesting for you guys to say, oh, I'm pro-life, it's the woman's decision, but then... But then, I did. but then for you to sit here and say, well, the, that's not how I feel. And if it's after 24 weeks, then blah, blah, blah. Like, that's kind of contradictory to how you it's feel. Not, it's not. Go ahead, Joy. I'm so sorry. This just touched my heart because I thought I was understanding it correctly. And it turns out I am. And I, that's why I asked you guys to explain it to me better, because I thought I was understanding it correctly, and it turns out I am. To to me, and I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna let y'all speak. I ain't gonna say not another word. 
But to me, I get a person is concerned about their life. But when does it become about the baby's life? Because let me tell you something. When I do decide to have sex, I am making that choice. This is and this is just for everyday thing for for a normal uh for a normal pregnancy, not one that was considered out of incest or rape. I'm not talking about those factors. I'm talking about for an everyday person who's going around and she's got a boyfriend and she's sleeping with her boyfriend. That was her choice to make. So at one week, two week, three week, four week, five week, when it is under 13 weeks, like you say, when it is not when it is still a fetus and not quite a baby yet. Then who speaks up for that baby? So you're still, you're telling me that that baby has no right because they just can't speak. That's like saying a mentally disabled person who cannot speak has no rights. Why? Because they can't speak or because they're or because they're out of the womb. But do you know how many people like whenever I watch those shows and or listen to those shows on the radio station that are like Sean Hannity and things like that? And they do these fear tactics where they say the exact same thing. And it just it burns me up inside because it's like, who are you? Who do you think you are to sit here and talk about these children like you're contributing anything to them at all in the future to decide for this person whether or not that they can have a child to decide for this person whether or not they're able to abort it whenever they want to. Who are you to decide? Are you contributing okay, anything so to the children? Are you paying for these children? Are you bathing these children? So. I yeah, I, you could say that because for a lot of people, you know, they just say you need to do this, but they don't care. But I'm not going to say we wanted them folks because I think all of us are fighting for in some ways justice and equality for everybody. We ain't we ain't acting like Republicans and just being like feed them to the wolves. Well, I'm not, and I know Joy isn't. All right, so it's just gonna be we're just gonna disagree. Disagree. Um, what do you guys think? Hit us up in our comments. Go to our social media, Instagram.com slash Talkadale Podcast. Twitter.com slash Talkadale underscore pipe. Do you think Joy and I are overstepping our boundaries? Do you think we're trying to tell women what to do? Do you think KT, huh? Do you think KT is being too liberal? And, um, you know, kind of just not having any respect for the life of the child. Let us know. Hit us up in the comments. All right. Mm, that little thing at the end, that was rude. No respect for the child. No respect for the child. Want to kill every baby in the, in the earth, in the world. Um, okay. So, uh, next topic. So, guys. Ever since last summer. I mean, this is already, this has always been a theme in the conservative circles, but it got a little bit more mainstream appeal this summer. Are pedophiles trying to get linked up in the LGBT community as a way to get legitimized? Okay. So there was a meme floating around that said LGBTQP. 
and somebody wrote in there, pedophile. So automatically, the P stands for pedophile without any type of research, nothing. And people shared it everywhere. Everywhere, all on Facebook, all on Instagram, all on Twitter. See, look at what these folks doing. The Lord finna come, the Lord finna come. I told y'all, folks, this was just sham. I told y'all this was a this, and people really showed they narrow behinds. Um, that's not true. Peace stands for pansexual. Look it up. It's been like that for like 20 years by now, from now, or like 10 years from now. Um, so get your facts right but i want to talk about this narrative though that now that the lgbt got their rights there's a story that it's it's always a they it's never no one specific but the pedophile community have said that they are rebranding themselves to minor attracted people which was debunked it was a hoax. It was somebody's troll account on Tumblr with a circle around the conservative circles, and they're still talking about it. And the liberals told them that they were next to getting their rights because the LGBT people, they just had to wait for a second, and then they was going to get theirs. No sources, no proof, no person I can talk to, no Twitter handle, no email address, no nothing. And it just circled around. 100% lies. 1,000% lies. And people are still talking about it. My mama talked about it the other day. And she expected me to believe it. Anyways, KT, why do you think this narrative is out here? That the pedophiles is coming for America. Because apparently it's already big in other countries. I don't know which one. They just threw some stuff out. No evidence. What do you think? Mm, obviously, I think that's trash. Obviously, I think that that's not true. Now, now are there uh, pedophile associations in other countries? Absolutely. We even have ones here in the United States. Uh, to name a few, Childhood Sensuality Circle. It was founded in 1971, actually. Uh, we have the North American Man Slash Boy Association. Again, 1978. So these have been around for a while. There's Project Truth. Um, they were done in 1994. Do I think pedophiles are out here trying to get rights? Probably, but not as extreme or as a fear-mongering tactic as people may make it out to seem. Um, definitely, pedophiles are not out here trying to get the same rights that LGBTQ are trying to get. Um, definitely not at all. And I don't think that that should be a comparison that we have or that we make because they're obviously two separate groups. Um, the whole, um, the whole pedophile or LGBT are getting their own rights. And so now the pedophiles are going to get their own rights is something that, um, conservative, you know, conservative, um, conversations have said for a long time and conservative people have said for a long time. And it's a slippery slope argument that has no, uh, validity in it at all. So, Definitely, I think that it's untrue and it's it's trash. 
agree. It, it's it's really you know all of it. It's not even about pedophiles. No, it's not, it's not about it's pedophiles. Not, it's it's about, about the LGBT community. It is, and it's a way to say, look, see, it's y'all's fault yep. that the pedophiles are here, or it's the liberals' fault because they opened up a can of worms and everybody's flooding in here. Here's my thing. And and here's something I want to get them on. Surviving R. Kelly, mm, pretty sure the liberals did that. Me too, pretty sure that was a liberal movement. But somehow we want both things. At the same time. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Uh, Some of y'all's favorite gospel singers were still putting out records with R. Kelly. Granted, a lot of secular artists were too. And they were called out. The gospel ones, they just claimed God told them they could do it, and and that was pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? The Catholic Church, like I didn't even get a, what what else do I have to say? <laughs> who is a really? But who's out here defending these pedophiles? Who? Whenever who? the the world here's the thing: the world, whenever the world is talking about pedophiles, they are never ever like oh well this majority of people are not like oh well we need to accept them we need to love them we need to care for them because that's the wrong i have never heard that from the world i have never heard that not once never well i do will give an exception when it's black teenage girls and some of you like r kelly but for the most part, general consensus is that's that's not going to work, and so they're just conflating things, and and it's really offensive because they always say what's next, bestiality and the pedophiles and the this and the that. This just gave them fuel to their fire, but it makes them look dumb because there is no evidence whatsoever. There's no evidence at all. Uh, so yeah, that's really gross. It's not gonna happen, and we need to do better. But I will ask you this: Do you think that not? Now there's a difference. Child sex abuse. There's a difference, I think, between child sex abuse, like just abusing children sexually, and somebody that is a pedophile. Okay, because I feel like somebody that may abuse a child sexually might not even be attracted to them it's just um a form of violence okay so they may or may not be a pedophile they're just violent and and trash and evil and demonic or whatever but for people that are that have it in their brain and they know it's not acceptable and they know that it's wrong and they need to do something about it and they're even getting treatment about it. Do you, for those people, do you think that pedophilia is a mental disorder? All right, so pedophilia, actually, Gabby, um, the, the factual definition of it is the physical attraction to children. So even though you were sitting there saying, oh, I don't think a pedophile is someone who is blah blah blah. They're just evil towards children. No, that's an actual no, pedophile. No, I'm not. I'm saying that most, or not even most, but I wouldn't say that every person who has committed a sex crime towards a child has been a pedophile. 
So you don't think that they're all attracted to children? You just think they're some of them are evil? Some of them are just, that's their way of violence. Like, some men rape men, but they're, they're not gay. It's just a way to mm. assert dominance and power over them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that's a good thought. Mm. Yes. So it's, not, it's not even about thought. that. I'm just saying, do you think that pedophilia for people that... Like that, they're, they're, like I was reading. Let me get it. Actually, actually, I was reading in the. Go ahead. I was reading in the the Snopes article. It was talking about there are services out there, uh, to get professional psychotherapy and help for people that are attracted to children and don't want to be attracted to children. So, do you think that it is a mental disorder, or people are just actively choosing to people like that? are actively choosing to be attracted to kids. Well, let's talk about the facts. I don't even I don't even have to think that. I know that it's a mental disorder because the APA, American Psychiatric Association, has actually included pedophilia in its diagnostics and statistical manual of mental disorders since get this, 1968. So, yeah, it's a mental disorder, definitely. Um, It's grouped with other pedophilias, and it's defined as reoccurrent, intense sexual arousing fantasies, sexual urges, or behaviors that involve children, non-human subjects, or other non-consenting adults, or the suffering of humiliation of oneself or one's partner. Um, So, definitely, yeah, pedophilia is definitely a mental disorder. So... I think with that, here's an interesting conversation in the end. Somebody was on TED Talks and people talk about it. It was, it definitely was the TED Talk pedophilia when you can look it up. It was, it was, I think it was just that it presented stuff in a new way for people to think about it that they just got triggered by. It. But pretty much she was saying that it's a mental illness and sometimes it does express itself expressing itself anyway is is wrong and terrible absolutely always wrong and always terrible but a lot of times for people their attraction is not something by choice that they're just going to say i'm going to be attracted to children okay and because of that it might change the way we view things and it might actually help us if we start to view it more honestly and more openly to get better accurate care and rehabilitation for people like this. And they might not ever be able to work at no school. They might not ever be able to work anywhere around children, but they will be able to live productive lives and possibly, you know, be able to to be married what you know just be just be able to be able to function in in society and not have to be cast out you know what i'm saying especially if they get it under control i but i think that's that's um that's a bigger more top i don't know if you ready to have that conversation yet but i mean thinking about it, it it thinking about it it can put us in the right step eventually to get there because I think if R. Kelly's stuff would have been nipped in the bud earlier, like when he was 20-something and they said he was still at the, the high school, 
if he had gotten help then i mean granted it's more than just pedophilia he's abusive he's a jerk he's all that stuff but possibly most of this stuff wouldn't happen all this stuff with Leah and all this stuff would have never happened but um yeah yeah oh that's true that's true i think that i mean if you just read up on it basically it says that even with um with pedophilia of course it's not something that's curable but it is something that you can go to extensive therapies for and things like that just like any other mental illness like bipolar disorder and things like that now of course we're not sitting here and we're not excusing people of being pedophiles and of course acting, out, acting out on it and things like that but exactly if you're sitting here and you say hey i have a problem i'm not acting on this problem and i'm gonna go to a therapist and get help for it i think that there should be some type of um I think there should be something there that says that, hey, that's that's okay, and I'm glad that you're getting help for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Things like life is so much better, and we're able to have a better productive society if we're open to talk about stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We will never progress if we think see things as black and white all the time. Now, sometimes it's just right and wrong if somebody is 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 going acting out on that stuff that's 100 percent wrong but them having those feelings and stuff like that we have to have an open space for them to be able to get help and be and feel comfortable enough to seek help you know what i'm saying so we'll get there one day all right guys uh it's about that time so i know you're surprised i ain't saying nothing about our 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 folks kamala and the Cory Booker are are, are folks running for the president. But you already know what I think. The pandering. Here's the thing. I don't know about what anybody else doing. But from what I can see. The. People are saying that the criticism between Cory Booker and Kamala Harris are not equal. And I will say yes in some ways. And could it be tied to sexism? Absolutely, there's probably a good chunk of sexism in there as well. But I think it's mainly that for black folks, even more than pharmaceutical companies or Wall Street, the biggest thing harming us right now, among other things, is this doggone messed up judicial system, the criminal justice system. And to have somebody that has advocated for locking parents up in jail but for missing more than the days that they can miss taking their kids to school is a no-no somebody who has worked as a prosecutor and who has done things that go against that has affected it's like this thing theoretical has affected black people in in that area like that's going to be more of a hot button issue for us than your typical liberal. Okay. So Cory Booker, keep looks up. Cory Booker is is bad. That man is he economically he ain't got nothing for me. He ain't he can't show me nothing yet. But I do see he's trying to come around with that. We're stronger together and 
pulled together. And this is not what we need, okay? And you thinking that you telling everybody to come together is going to do anything is is not going to do it. At this point, the political climate is such to the extreme that that's not going to cut it. People aren't looking to come together. That's the thing you got to think about. We haven't hit that point yet. Okay, we're still in the the ranks and the fighting. We're not. I'm not saying you have to go against and attack the Republicans, but give us something. Give me something. I need comprehensive, and I need it to be class specific and some stuff race specific. Okay, so you say you're all about changing or helping to um make the racial wealth gap smaller. Okay, I'm going to need specific legislation that you are going to put in the pilot to place or policies you're going to try to push for that is going to make sure that black people have better opportunities when it comes to creating businesses, better opportunities when it comes to um, education, better opportunities when it comes to housing. These are, these are things that I'm going to need if you really about it and you ain't just talking at the mouth. Now, if you're just saying we just got to come together and, and black folks have been through a lot and uh, whatever, that's not going to help. I need, I need money. I need monetary stuff. I need physical, viable stuff that's going to help me. I need black businesses to be able to get loans easier than their white counterparts in predominantly black neighborhoods i need us to be able to have programs in our community that teach people about financial literacy about starting businesses about real estate all this stuff that we need all we need is a helping hand to get us to that next level now we may need a big hand because especially for American descendants of slaves, we have had hundreds of years of setbacks, and we really need a, a big hand and a strong rope to help pull us out of all that generational poverty and all that other stuff we got through. If he can show me that, I will give him a listen. Right now, I'm not keeping my hopes up, but if he puts into place some policy like that, Hey, Corey might just go with you. You know what I'm saying? But you can't be a cap. You can't be all for the banks and stuff either because then I can't trust you. That's what messed us up with Obama. That's what messed us up with George Bush. That's what messed us up with Clinton. I don't need a corporatist in the White House because I already know you're not going to center my views. You're going to center the, the corporation's views and their opinions. Kamala Harris, she just, she really, I said Cory Booker got to show, she really got to show us stuff. It's got to be economic and it's got to be uh, with criminal justice. I need you to say, I need a platform about how you're going to, to, to revamp this whole thing about the drug laws. I need something about, like, will people that were in jail for marijuana and stuff will they be able to be released what are we going to do about like i need you to really be on it in order to get my vote now if you don't want to do it you ain't got to get my vote but don't come around chasing around them black i'm black i'm black because you're not going to get it
have a question for you, Gabby. I have a question. Who would if if blah blah blah? Who would be the perfect candidate for you right now that you know of? Like, not some fantasy person. I want to know who would you nominate as a president. The closest person I might consider is Elizabeth Warren. Only because, even though she's not really progressive when it comes to economics, she has actually put forth a plan to do some type of economic justice for people that were redlined out of certain communities, which means, you know, they couldn't buy properties in certain areas or their property values went down because they were black. She is trying to draft up something so that people, descendants of those people or those people can get some type of reparative justice when it comes to that. I don't know. I don't know all the specifics. I got to read into it. But the fact that she said that as a white woman, um, yeah, it's not perfect what she wants to do, but it makes me go like, hmm, something different. Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, maybe because they're black they're, or are perceived as black, they're scared to kind of say something like that. But the fact that she said that and that other white lady, I forgot her name, over there talking about black Americans deserve a hundred, hundreds of billions of dollars in reparations, she's already got my vote. She's already got it. Do you think that uh, you're more likely to give white women a pass in regards to that because you have, like, white women are already privileged? So you think, oh, well, if a white person says, oh, woo, woo, like, oh, that white person, they, they're basically just saying what they should be saying, to be honest. But so then not- now you're looking at Kamala Harris and you're looking at Cory Booker and you're like, um, maybe they should be saying this too. Like, I've always think? said that. I, that's that's why I didn't like Obama. He was too. He didn't want to put out nothing specifically about the black person. It ain't my fault they ain't doing it. It ain't my fault that the white ladies is the first one doing it. What would you have me to do? If you and you, I I did not like Hillary Clinton. I would never, if, if even if Hillary Clinton said something about reparations, I'd say, nah, girl, because I know it's <laughs> going to be a big, fat lie. But Elizabeth Warren has a track record. She ain't perfect. None of them are. A track record of being progressive. I think I'd have a better chance with her. Now, if Kamala, I uh, know, if Cory Booker, I don't know because the corporations, but if they said it, I would be like, okay. You got some backbone. You are the first black candidate um, in my lifetime with actual uh, viability to become president to say that. So obviously you're going to get my attention. This is the difference between pandering and actually doing something that we want. Pandering is getting on Twitter and posting videos of you dancing the car to be pandering is you walking around in your old quote-unquote neighborhood acting like you all good and everybody know you what's up food that's pandering <laughs> i don't care about what music you listen to i don't care about how many black folks you had in your house i don't care about what kind of streets you was in i don't care if you sold drugs i don't care if you, you drank liquor i don't care if your mama was a crack addict i don't care about none of that stuff that's pandering my stuff is what policy are you going to put into place obama king of pandering 
He could sing. He was smooth. He was cool. He could he could make you laugh. He could give you story. He could bring you in there. He would talk to you, kiss your baby. He kiss your mama. All that stuff. When it came to policy, scared, scared to even say something. Now, if they do it, if Kamala. The court book will open up their mouth and say specifically, black people have gone through this, that, and the other. I think we should look into uh, programs and policies and whatever to help them and give them some type of reparative, reparative justice for everything they've gone through. It should be monetarily. It should be educationally. It should be economic, whatever. They say that. I'm for it, but it's it's shame on them. It makes them look foolish that the white women were the first one to say it. I think so. That's just all I'm gonna say about that. But uh, it's going to be interesting. People say they already tired of it. I, th- this stuff is is entertaining to me. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see the low. It's re- it really it kind of makes you shameful because the lows that these politicians start going to just to get a vote. It's it's really gonna get shameful. But uh, I'm all for it. What do you guys think? Do y'all y'all think I'm overreacting? Are y'all down for the the black candidates? Do you think they're doing enough? Do you think they just started so we shouldn't be hard on them? Do you think they're not doing uh doing enough? Do you think they're doing too much? Hit us up on our social media: facebookcom podcast instagramcom podcast twittercom just talking out underscore pod. Use the hashtag talking that pod for a retweet. Joy is gone. She had an interview. She just get off the phone. She had a phone interview in the middle of the episode. Here we are. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We love you guys. Check the link in the description box. Learn about CV Pure. Check out our art Instagram accounts. KT's at KT underscore does art. Check out her art. Um, patronize her business. Um, my Instagram, Instagram.com slash Gabby's Music, G A B B E A T S M U S I C. Listen to some tracks. Um, stay a while. Cook up on SoundCloud. Thank you guys for listening. Love you. This is me, girl Gabby. And this has been Talk It Out 